Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And hey, hey guys, it's E3 time. Yes, it is. It's time for E3. You know what E3 stands for? Excited, 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 because that's how I feel. So, Do you know what it actually stands for? Electronic Entertainment Expo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, we're educational and excited. Wow, educational, excited, excellent. <laughs> That's us. So if you're still here, <laughs> why, why this, this <laughs> Smashing Theory is the podcast. If anything, we just gained 10 new regular listeners. <laughs> Where we talk about Smash Bros and we make predictions on things. This is E3 2019 Predictions Part 1. Yeah. Where we make predictions about everything besides Nintendo. Right. We might make some Nintendo-related predictions but it's predictions for all the companies presenting at E3 in some form or another that are not Nintendo. We're talking Electronic Arts, mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft, Bethesda, yeah. Ubisoft, yeah. Square Enix, yeah. and uh, and some other guys. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, uh, we like to do corrections and Smash-related news. Okay. So, uh, corrections. First... We talked about Aubrey Norris, mm-hmm. um, a staff member at uh, at Microsoft. We were unsure whether she was like the vice president of Mojang or, mm-hmm. or exactly what her position was. Uh, she is the head community manager of Minecraft at Microsoft. Okay. She's not. She's a she's a Microsoft employee, not a Mojang one. And she kind of oversees right. and a bit less of a lofty position than I was imagining. Yeah. Head, community manager is still pretty good like no yeah for sure yeah like she's uh, she's uh, the one that would be doing all the social media stuff so right. she would know whether or not steve or minecrafter or what have you is in smash Bros. certainly hope so at any rate yeah <laughs> <laughs> unless uh, hey 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 boss is uh <laughs> is steve gonna be in smash i don't know uh, now go out there and uh, promote the brand <laughs> <laughs> but don't use anything I say. Hey, Phil, you got any important news for me? It's a secret, Aubrey. <laughs> I can't tell you. Uh, but the more important correction is that at the end of last episode, Sean and I uh, came up with our take on what the Super Smash Bros. cinematic universe would be. Right. And we uh, we focused on the the original 12, the first 12 characters that were playable in Smash Bros, mm-hmm. and how they would be integrated into the cinematic universe, uh, like, who would, uh, like, who would get what movie, and, uh, and how they'd all, like, collaborate at the end. Right. Uh, we forgot about two of the 12 characters. We forgot Donkey Kong, and we forgot Star Fox. So, first of all, can't blame us for that. That's a lot of characters we did, even not including Donkey Kong and Star Fox. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> 12 is a big number, guys. I mean, to think of for, like, origin stories for a thing off the fucking cuff, I think that's a lot. Well, uh, what what were you going to, what was your second thing you were going to say? Uh, that Donkey Kong is obviously going to be, like, a gorilla in a zoo that gets sapped by magic and gains sentience. <laughs> I, I did not think about zapped by magic. However, um, like, I just consider Donkey Kong in this universe... Which, if you're just tuning in, is uh, is very much like we we base it on kind of the precedent that the Sonic movie right. and Detective Pikachu are setting, where it's kind of like realistic-ish still. 
I think that Donkey Kong is just a really smart gorilla. Okay. And um and Don uh so here's here's how I would put Donkey Kong and Star Fox into the cinematic universe since mm-hmm. we forgot, and it's important that we include them. Yeah. Uh Donkey Kong does not get his own movie in phase one. No, absolutely not. Uh what what happens is in the Mario movie, mm-hmm. um he's part of Mario's backstory. So Mario Mario and Luigi, like at the beginning of the Mario Bros. movie, they like they own a plumbing company, right? right. But and Ma- Zoo. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, but, I know that's not your thing. But but Mario in his past, before <laughs> before he was just running this mundane plumbing company, was a hero that saved uh his girlfriend uh from being kidnapped by an angry gorilla uh-huh. in the middle of Times Square, right? right? Uh, like he's kind of a, a minor celebrity. Like he walks on the streets of Brooklyn. He's like, "Oh, hey, you're the you're the guy that took down that Donkey Kong." You know? He's like, "Yeah, but that was a long time ago." Exactly. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's like he's like kind of bitter that those were his glory days right. and they've passed. And then he and Luigi find uh like a pipe and they go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. Right. So Donkey Kong shows up at the very beginning of the Mario Bros. movie as a flashback, uh-huh. and Pauline is also like. Uh, a character in the movie right. like you know like she she shows up like at the plumbing office and she's like hey here's here's your keys back okay right, <laughs> right like right. yeah like kind of kind of a kind of a jilted x vibe uh-huh. right which which like adds to mario's depression and uh and we don't see donkey kong at all uh <laughs> other than that and then during the smash bros movie uh Mario and Bowser are like fighting, right? They're yeah. like they're they're in like just a a really intense brawl and Bowser's just beating the crap out of Mario. So Mario like wipes some blood off of his mouth uh-huh. and goes, I'm gonna need some help. <laughs> and then he frees Donkey Kong from the zoo. Okay. And Donkey Kong is the Hulk. Okay. Here's how I would do it. Okay. Donkey Kong is still the Hulk analog. Uh-huh. Uh and he he is revealed maybe like teased beforehand, mm-hmm. but his like big reveal is during the Avengers style movie where everyone's fighting together. Super Smash Bros. Enemy. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, they the uh, the battle is like raging on and on, and it spills over into a zoo, <laughs> and then suddenly it like smash cuts to a really angry but self-important zookeeper named like Derek Keen who has a tie that says DK on it because he thinks that highly of himself he's like all right here's your mush or whatever he's like just feeding the the gorilla that will become Donkey Kong right uh-huh. and then suddenly you know there's like a burst of magic that goes through uh, the gorilla's enclosure uh you know it hits him and suddenly he becomes like uh you know the more intelligent Donkey Kong that we all know and love he realizes that he has an opening. He steps out of the hole. He just like comically punches Derek Keen out of the way, grabs his tie, puts it on, and just rushes into the fight and wreaks havoc. That's how I would do it. That's that's so much to happen. That's like going out of your way to introduce Donkey Kong that much. I don't know. I feel like he should have some setup beforehand. I think that's exactly how it would happen, and it would be great. <laughs> And then he just he's just like fighting in the movie and like nobody knows where this gorilla came from. And then at the end he's like they're like, uh, well, uh, wow, thanks for your help. Uh, where are you gonna go? <laughs> he just goes wee and then like walks toward the jungle. <laughs> that that would happen. Yes. yes. In in my version, he would he would fuck off into a jungle okay. and Donkey Kong Country would be in phase two. Yep, good. Yeah. Yeah. But like Hulk got set up in Avengers. Yeah, Donkey Kong doesn't get set up (laughs) in Smash Bros. 
Here's, <laughs> here's the thing. There's some characters that aren't going to get set up. Uh-huh. For example, Star Fox does not show up in Phase 1 at all. Oh, interesting. He's, he's the Ant-Man okay. of, of all this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he he does not show up in the first phase, but like sometime near the end of the second phase, mm-hmm. he shows up. Like, people are getting his villains and he's not showing up. <laughs> like, at some point, Samus just fights Andross for right. some reason. And, uh, and... That reminds me, I, I think there should be a, a slight adjustment to who the main villain should be. Okay. I think Bowser should be a villain in Smash Bros. Yeah. But the villain should be Master Hand. Okay, sure. Yeah. Like, uh, I think uh, I think Samus runs into Master Hand in space, mm-hmm. and either she follows Master Hand to Earth, or Master Hand follows her to Earth. Okay. And she and she bumps into Kirby along the way. I was almost thinking of Master Hand as being kind of like a not an ancillary, but almost like a true final boss thing, where like that's a project, a secret project that Mother Brain was working on, and then <laughs> it like breaks out, you know? Right. Kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, the what's the what's the thing that gets lobotomized by Superman? What's that thing called? Oh, Kill... Doomsday. Doom, Doomsday. Yeah, it's like the Doomsday, right? Yeah, like... and and I still think it should be like basically like. Like, Master Hand is a prelude mm-hmm. to the real villain that okay. we see in, like, the Smash Bros. Melee movie. I see. Right? Also, short pitch for Melee, at the end of the Smash Bros. movie, uh, Master Hand's been defeated, but Bowser drags him into the Mushroom Kingdom <laughs> and, and like, steals his energy. Okay. And then in Smash Bros. Melee, Bowser becomes Giga Bowser uh-huh. by, uh, by eating Master Hand's energy. Good. Anyway, uh, we've... One more thing. Okay. Um, I would do a sight gag where, like, Star Fox is in their own movie initially, and you just see them all interacting with each other. Uh-huh. When they finally reach the rest of the, you know, universe, uh-huh. it turns out that the entire time, uh, Fox, Falco, Peppy, and Slippy have been the actual size of a fox, a rabbit, a bird, and a frog. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you think that they're normal size, and then they show up, and they're, like, three feet tall. <laughs> and they're, like, participating in the final battle, and it keeps, like, zooming in, like, pew, pew, it's, like, really cool. And then it, like, zooms back out, and they're just, like, shooting these tiny little lasers at, like, a full-size human. And it's, like, kind of cute. I would do that. That would, that, would be, that would be what these people would do. You know what I mean? I feel like the directors would have that idea, mm-hmm. and then, like, they'd pass it by Nintendo, and Nintendo would be like, <laughs> absolutely not. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto would say no. Right, yeah. Shigeru Miyamoto would say no, and then, and then he'd say, "Bows Mario can't have friends to talk." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bowser can't talk at all. <laughs> Bowser can't talk at all. Um, Princess Peach can only go oh. <laughs> but anyway, those those are our amendments to the uh, to the Mario Cinematic Universe. Yeah, uh, the Smash Cinematic Universe. Yes. Also, we tried to come up with like actors to play the characters <laughs> right. last episode and we were both like really blanking. Yeah. I came up with some. Okay, go for it. First of all, uh we said initially that Samus should not be Brie Larson because she's busy. Yeah. I have found out since then that Brie Larson wants to be Samus in a Metro movie <laughs> so bad that she has dressed up as Samus for at least one Halloween. Okay. So, you know, if if that's her dream, I say she should follow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think Brie Larson would be a great Samus. Uh, and then I, I came up with two more. Okay. Jonah Hill is Mario. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yikes. That's something. 
<laughs> you I love know. it, I can tell. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that one. Uh, all right, well, here's... I, I was saving the best for last. Michael Sarah as Luigi? No, actually, <laughs> actually no. Okay. Uh, John Mulaney as Luigi. Oh, fuck, that's great. Yeah, right? That's absolutely great. That's, yeah. And you know what? There There's something appealing about the idea of Jonah Hill being an action movie star. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. With like that's a, like a Paul big... Rudd being Ant-Man. Yeah, you know? right? Like, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, and... The now that is... I'm thinking about him in the costume, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, I... Like... He's one of those things that wouldn't might might not be your very first pick, uh-huh. but the more you think about it, and the more you realize that <laughs> right. Jonah Hill's got chops for pretty much any role. Yeah, uh, I, I think he'd kill it. I think he'd be a great Mario. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, and and especially like, I bet his chemistry with John Mulaney would be great. Oh yes, yeah, I bet that'd be great. Okay. Those are our corrections. Yep. Really important that we address those. Yeah, glad we took, uh, let's see, 14 minutes <laughs> of our <laughs> of our recording time <laughs> to delve into that. Why do you always say the time? I do editing, and then the and then the time seems really inaccurate. I'm never going to stop saying the time, so just get used to it, fucker. <laughs> you mean just edit out you saying the time in the first place? Don't edit out the time. <laughs> just leave it in there. But it'll make no sense if I just, leave it in. Just boot up your Blue Yeti and say what the real time is in case <laughs> somebody the time is. Uh, like, yeah, it was good that we wasted seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. I'll do that. Good. That's going to be so much work. No, I'm not. So, <laughs> um, so we also have a little bit of Smash news to cover. A little, little sprinkling. Yeah. Uh, more of a more of a rumor. Uh huh. Um, and uh, and we should probably address the Google ad leak that's been flying around. <laughs> I tried to do some research on this in advance of the show, and the entire first page of the Google search results is just like angry people on GameFAQs going like, "You're a fucking idiot for believing in this leak." <laughs> <laughs> that's just all that it is. So please enlighten me. Okay, so the Google ad leak is basically uh, about a week or so ago. If you searched for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first results on Google would be uh, would be one of those like you know one of those kind of stock ads, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it would be like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, but the only text afterwards were five names: okay, Joker, Banjo, Doom Slayer, Ryu Hayabusa, and Artorias. Artorias being uh, a one of the bosses in Dark Souls. I'm glad you explained that because I had no idea who Artorias was until yeah. now. Yeah, he's uh he's kind of like a like a big like he's like a knight, like sort of a Okay. Like almost I, I don't really know his lore, but he seems right. kind of like ghostly and and, and I don't and... even think people who played Dark Souls know Dark Souls lore. <laughs> it's just like in there and you're like, Oh wow, what's going on here? And then you don't know what it is. So it was those five names and the thing about this is that it was shown in a format where apparently the only way that can show up, it was connected to Nintendo's site in a way mm-hmm. uh, that it could only that that sort of block of text could only show up if uh, they had permission from Nintendo to put that ad up. Okay, and uh, and obviously Nintendo would not give anyone direct permission to leak <laughs> the five right. you know the five characters. But it's possible that those keywords were, like, in the code of whatever they had uh-huh. on Nintendo's to, to do the ad for. So, uh, uh, apparently this would be hard to fake. 
And that's why some people think that this is legit. Right. And this would definitely be a shocking list of characters. Yeah, that's fair to say. Not I mean, particularly the Artorius inclusion. Yeah. You know? one, one that makes sense to a degree, because mm-hmm. that's a Bandai Namco character right sure, there. Sure, right. And I have had a suspicion that, you know, that Bandai Namco will get another playable rep, as right. I've said in the past. Ryu Hayabusa is still just a weird outlier to me. You know, mm. it's like, he's just... Not a character I imagine there being a lot of hype for, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I, I think some people will be excited to see Ryu Hayabusa. Sure. And then Ninja Gaiden was a cool game. Yeah. But I, I just don't... I just don't see the buzz level being that high. He's, he seems... Like, especially like... Okay, yeah, Banjo-Kazooie, that would have a high buzz level. Mm-hmm. Doom Slayer... I don't know how many people would like it, but it would have a high buzz level <laughs> right. for sure. There'd be people talking about that shit. Yeah. And even Artorias, like Dark Souls is is weirdly like it's it was at least mainstream for a while. Yeah. You know? Like it's like I'm sure people would be like, Artorias, who's that? And then and then like someone would be like from Dark Souls. I'm like, oh Dark Souls. <laughs> I love playing games that are really hard. Right. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I get this impression somehow that you're not a big Dark Souls fan. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just like your tone or something. Or... I I respect Dark Souls. <laughs> okay. I just I just haven't really like played it. You know. Fair. Yeah, I'm not super sure what to make of this actually because in a way it's bizarre enough that I could see it being real. Mm-hmm. Right. It it would actually like I don't think there's a zero percent chance of this being true. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just disinclined to believe any leak after the Grinch leak. You know exactly. I mean? like, like that's like that's that was thing. also kind of weird and I could have seen it being true and yeah. it seemed as though it was incontrovertible and then it was false. Yeah, exactly. So like fucking whatever, who cares? Yeah. Like I don't they're... care about leaks anymore. <laughs> I only cover them because we're part of a podcast that should. Yeah, I, I I do think that it's it's worth bringing up, especially like if this ends up being true, we probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards this not being true. Because as you said, with the Grinch leak, um, there was a lot of evidence towards that that made it seem like, you know, yeah. really like like a fucking, it, it had to be it, you know? Right. Um, like in, in a vacuum at the time that it happened, but then, uh, then, you know, it was just a really good hoax. And this might not even be a hoax so much as it's someone misinformed putting in this information. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it could even be a deliberate fake out. Mm-hmm. Um, though... That doesn't seem very Nintendo. It doesn't, no. I, I agree with that. But, but, like, speaking of things that don't seem very Nintendo, there was a time a little while back when, like, a member of the Smash Bros. staff, in the midst of all the Airdrick rumors, just posted a picture of, like, Kirby next to the right. the Airdrick shield, right? Yeah. So it's like, so, like, now we're in a situation where either that was a fake out or this is, you <laughs> right. know? Yeah, either way, um, yeah, lean, leaning towards no for this, I don't think there's a 0% chance, I wouldn't say no, absolutely not, there's a snowball's chance in hell that right. this is the roster, because it's it's very strange, and Nintendo's very strange. Yes. Um, but I'm I'm not going to be all in on this one like I was on the Grinch leak. I've... I've made my mistake, and... We've been... Yeah, we've learned our lesson. <laughs> Which would make it extra funny if it was true this time. Yeah. What does Das Vergeman think about it? Your favorite boy. <laughs> as you think about it. 
You think it's true? Dad's version of it is not my favorite. He's just a man who who leaks things sometimes. He's probably not even German. <laughs> what do you, what do you Maybe hate? he's not even a man. <laughs> Why do you hate Dad's version of it so much? I've just I don't know. I've I've just I've seen his posts before, uh-huh. and there's just a weird smarmy energy that just radiates off of it. I get that. I don't know why. I, yeah, I, I feel what you're what you're picking up there. Yeah, I just I just hope that one day we find out who he is and uh, he loses his job <laughs> for leaking. But but like the thing is, what we know about Das Vershabin is that he's not the one directly getting the leaks. Other sources are coming to him and leaking their shit. He doesn't have a job to lose. Other people would lose their jobs. Well, you know what? I hope that at the job where he actually works, they're like, listen, Mr. Virgibin, I just found out what you've been doing, and it's uh, I'm ashamed of you. You're fired from the lumber company where you work. The this, German lumber company. This is oddly vindictive of you. I don't like him. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice enough guy. Like, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, so I guess yeah, like hard, like where where are we landing? False, true or false? Oh, I'm gonna say false. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say false, but nothing surprises me anymore. So right. if it ends up being true, I'll only be slightly disappointed. I mean, you know, banjo would be nice. I'm sure that Ryu will be cool. Yeah. Even though I'm not a huge Ninja Gaiden guy. Yeah. I don't think Doom Slayer fits, but I'm sure he'll be cool too, and Artorius is fine. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think they all have potential for really cool movesets at the very least. So. Yes. So there's there's that. Um, also, uh, I would prefer Artorius to, like, Dark Man Souls Men. <laughs> well, I mean, I, if, any, if anything, I thought they were going to do, like, Solera of Astoria. Oh, yeah, true, true, you know, true. Just have him be, like, a really wacky character who's, like, rolling around and shit. That'd be fun. Yeah. I like rolling around. I mean, who doesn't? We all like rolling around. Maybe Artorius doesn't. Oh, yeah. It'd be funny if one of his moves was rolling. I don't know what Artorius is like. <laughs> he's just, like, he's got all these, like, you know, sword and shield knight moves, and then one of his moves is just like, he just, like, rolls. <laughs> Makes that noise every time. If Artorias does end up being a, a character, I, I'll do the research and I'll, I'll be sure to tell Sean what he does. Roof. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad <laughs> you can you can roll on over to your computer and do that research. Anyway, <laughs> we're we're gonna talk about E3 29 predictions in a hot sec, but before we do. Here comes a new challenger! Yeah! Yeah! Uh, ooh. <laughs> 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 um, ooh. That's the name of the new challenger. How's <laughs> 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 Tell, tell, uh, us, tell, tell us about it, Daniel. <laughs> As some of you long-time listeners might know, every now and then we like to do giveaways of other games that are like Smash or inspired by Smash, but yeah. not Smash. Because <laughs> yes. uh, a, a giveaway of Smash would be expensive. <laughs> I mean, 
Reggie, if you're holding out any codes <laughs> after your retirement and you right. want to hit me up, yeah, hit me up, man. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm still really excited about this one. Uh, we got nine Steam codes for Indie Pogo. Tohogo. <laughs> uh, Indie Pogo is a uh, is this cool little uh, Smash inspired game. Where you could probably kind of guess what its deal is from the name. First of all, it features many indie characters, as you might expect. Yes. Like, the the cast is basically, it's it's an indie crossover game that's got, like, uh, Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Viridian from VVVVVV. Yeah. It's got, uh, it's got Lilac from Freedom Planet. Yes. Uh, Commander Video. It's actually got, like, a really nice cast already, and they keep adding new characters via free updates. Yes. And the Pogo... Uh, is it really differentiates itself from the Smash gameplay mm-hmm. by uh, having this mechanic where your character is always jumping. Can't stop jumping. And <laughs> Excellent commentary, Sean. A plus. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I, I would hope you're not wrong when I say the fact and you just repeat it. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Not wrong about facts. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and basically the game kind of revolves around trying to jump on top of your opponent and kind of rack up combos by jumping on top of them multiple times before hitting the ground. And you've got a uh, you've got melees and and special moves to sort of help you stay airborne and uh and there's a lot of like really cool air combos in the game. Right. So uh so I actually uh got this game a while back. Um I even kickstarted it and I could not get Sean to play it with me because the <laughs> the the high concept, the pogo thing just really turned him off. It did, but there are still a lot of things that I appreciate about the game. Like it's well crafted, you know, it's obviously made with love. Yeah. There's a lot of cool characters in there. Right. Uh my favorite actually being like the Downwell guy from Downwell is yeah. it. Well Taro is yeah. his name apparently. And apparently he kicks ass, so that's cool. Yeah, no, well <laughs> Well Taro got like a big like moveset upgrade in the most recent uh update. Right. Which uh is definitely worth mentioning. Uh, like I mentioned, Sean uh, Sean wasn't into the whole auto-jumping mechanic thing, but Indiepogo just put out a brand new update called the Heavy Metal Update mm-hmm. uh, that they're rolling out in two parts. The first part gave a big balance overhaul to every character in the game and added Bulletkin from Enter the Gungeon as a new <laughs> playable character. And then another update is rolling out at the end of this month that first adds another new character, the the guy in a pot with a pickaxe uh, yeah. from uh, from getting over it with Bennett Foddy from right. that game. Uh, Diogenes is okay. apparently his name, gotcha. but I call him Pot Guy. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, and in addition to Pot Guy, it will add a mode called Heavy Metal Mode where the auto-jumping is turned off and it plays more traditionally. So even schmucks like me can enjoy <laughs> this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like even if you were someone that heard of Indiepogo, saw that mechanic and got turned off, uh, like two things. First, as someone that's played a lot of this game now, it feels a lot better than it looks, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. I like, believe that. Yeah, like it's actually like really satisfying to get a pogo combo off. There's a lot of a lot of like movesets that really like feel good like in the system. 
Second of all, uh, you can turn it off now and try it out that way if you don't like the pogo mechanic. And, you know, I mean, it could wind up being almost like a lost leader isn't quite the right word, but, you know, kind of a way to lure people in. Like yeah. you're playing heavy metal and then you're like, well, maybe I'll see what this pogo mechanic is about. <laughs> and then you like that better, you know? Yeah, I I think, like, I I get the vibe that it'll be kind of like how When Injustice first came out, mm-hmm. right? Uh, all the stages <laughs> had interactables, and the competitive community hated it. Right, right before the game came out, they're like, "This, the game can't be competitive if you have stage interactables. You need to give us an option to turn them off." And Ed Boon said, "Fine," included that option, and then people played it with interactables, realized that right. competitive play was just fine with it active. And and shortly after that, the highlight of any given competitive match became who gets hit with the pig in Wayne Manor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like now, like now, I'm sure people would complain if interactables ever got removed from right. a NetherRealm fighting game. Like it's just become kind of an integral part of the NetherRealm competitive scene. Just and... like misogyny. Sorry, don't actually. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good actually. Uh. And to an extent, that's how I feel about Indie Pogo. I like I I was a little tentative about the mechanic at first myself, but after playing the game for a while, I I think it's cool and makes it feel like a neat platform fighter that isn't just a copy paste of Smash. You know, one of the reasons that I don't like the mechanic is really stupid, and I know that it is, mm. and that is that like characters they they like they have a jumping animation and a landing animation. That just makes it feel as though they could walk around if they wanted to, but they've chosen not to in favor of jumping <laughs> all the time. I think that, like, if they were on actual pogo sticks or something, I'd be like, okay. Oh, I but see. So there's... Anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm dumb and you should play indie pogo. It's a good game. <laughs> That's really what, uh, what this is all about. Funnily enough, the update also changed the animations for all the characters. <laughs> Uh, so now they look different when they're, when they're jumping and a lot of them look a bit more natural, you know? Okay. See, there you go. This whole thing has just been Indiepogo's update flexing on me. (laughs) In any case, we are giving you an opportunity to get this game for free and try it out for no money. Uh, can't beat that. In order to do this, all you have to do is follow us on a Smashing Theory on Twitter. Right. Um... We, we like to do the thing where you don't have to retweet anything. Uh, all you gotta do to qualify is follow us. Yeah. However, a little thing that we only let in listeners of this podcast about is that if you do retweet our, our Indiepogo giveaway tweet that'll be up by the time you see this episode, mm-hmm. we will enter you in an additional time. Right. So you'll have more chances to get that sweet, sweet, sweet free game. Yeah. So yeah, if Indiepogo sounds cool, uh, give us a follow and a retweet if you feel like it. Yeah, I mean, even if it doesn't, do it anyway, because then you just get a game. Yeah. Just get it. (laughs) It should sound cool, because Indiepogo, A, likes to just throw up new characters as a surprise sometimes, (laughs) and B, the upcoming characters we already know about are really cool. Uh, we just got Bullikin from Enter right. the Gungeon, uh, but other announced DLC characters include this alien man from Awesome Knots, okay. uh, Dust from Dust and Elysian ah. Tail, Kick from Dive Kick, okay. and Azure Striker Gunvolt. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, That'll be a cool character. 
Yeah, and, like, I see the developer, like, talking to indie devs constantly, like, um, and I, I just get the vibe that there's some cool surprise announcements on the horizon. Okay. And, uh... Maybe that'll be where Minecraft Steve goes, and then he doesn't have to be at Smash. <laughs> Minecraft Steve is not indie. He, uh, he, he was at he, a time. He was there indie. Was a time. In 2009, he was indie. He is no longer indie. Yeah, you know, so the indie pogo guy is going back in time to 2009 <laughs> with his time machine. He's going to bring 2009 Steve into the present, stick him in the game. There are some characters that a lot of people are saying should be in Smash that I think are far more likely to be indie pogo characters. Oh, por- uh, pourquoi? Shantae is a big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying she's guaranteed or I've seen anything that implies she's going to be in, uh-huh. uh, but I bet he's talked to way forward. Sure. At the very least. I could see that. Who knows how that went, but I think Shantae would be a great fit. Anyway, definitely check that shit out. Yeah. It's got Orcane from Rivals of Ether in it. See, there you uh, go. It's got a, a fish with a gun and a cigar. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and there's also, like, a bunch of cool indie stages, too, that, like, represent, like, Flappy Bird and <laughs> Cannabalt. That's good. Uh, and even stuff from existing, uh, from from character representation. Like, there is a Downwell stage. And okay, there's nice. A, there's a Commander Video stage. There's a VVVVV stage. <laughs> I don't know how you, how you pronounce. I think you're doing fine. <laughs> The stage from... Oh, Penelope from the next Penelope. She's in there, too. That game's cool. <laughs> That's good. That was a good seg. But anyway, yes. Give us a follow, and we'll be giving out nine free Steam copies in, like, a week. Yeah, that's three times three copies. What? Three oh. times three copies. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for doing math. No problem. Always happy to do math. That's not true. All right. Let's talk about E3. Okay. Okay. So. Oh, you get three times E3 copies of Indiepogo. So it's time to make our. <laughs> it's time to talk about E3. So E3 yep. 2019. The festivities start, I guess, uh, June 8th, really. Okay. Right. Um, that's when stuff starts happening. Uh, there's like a Nintendo like, Tournament Fest on June 8th, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about a little more next episode. Right. But uh, but E3 2019 starts with Electronic Arts, mm-hmm. uh, who are going to be doing multiple streams starting June 8th. They have opted out of doing a traditional press conference this year. Hmm. They're not even going to be on the actual E3 show floor. They're doing a thing called EA Play that's, like, across the street from E3. <laughs> And talking about a bunch of their their games and stuff, so that's yeah. so that they won't get booed as soon as they start talking about Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are still going to attend. Well, yeah, but they'll be like EA sycophants. We'll just be like, woo, yeah, yay, yay. No I don't think that's happens. I don't think that's really a factor because press people are going to be attending anyway. They're not woo, all EA. Woo, I game informer man love EA. <laughs> yay. Uh. That's my first prediction of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So so instead of a single press conference, they'll be doing like multiple streams with different reveals throughout E3, throughout the the conference. Okay. They have confirmed that Anthem Boo. is going to p- <laughs> 
Someone is in an EA sycophant. I've never played Anthem, by the way. I just want you guys to know that. I've just read articles about it and been like, ooh, that sucks. Uh, Apex Legends, mm-hmm. uh, Battlefield Five, FIFA 20, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Which is the thing I'm most intrigued about. Yeah, so I think I think some of these, for example, Anthem's probably just going to be like DLC mm-hmm. and like a content update, right? Apex Legends will, will probably reveal like a new playable character or something. Sure. Man, Apex Legends was like a really fun week. Yeah. And then like they announced the battle pass and there was no option to just get a season pass of the upcoming playable characters. Mm-hmm. And getting a single playable character is like 30 hours of grinding. <laughs> so then I I have not played the game since. That's not unfair. Yeah. So if they announce like a season pass or something, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I think I've separated myself enough from Apex Legends that I don't know if I'd ever play it again, but... Good for those people. Yeah, it'd be good for those people. Battlefield Five will probably be new maps for the Battle Royale mode. Sure. FIFA 20 will have a new feature where when you kick the ball... Uh, Jerry Seinfeld goes, what's the deal with you kicking this ball? And, I can't uh, wait for that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then he gets a million dollars. Um, and, right. uh, and, and then he makes another season of comedians in cars getting coffee. All the episodes feature John Mulaney being increasingly frustrated with Jerry Seinfeld being Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> so, <Ooh>. any- <laughs> so anyway, I'm trying to tell you that I'm playing Luigi in the latest Super Smash Brothers movie, but you're being really misogynistic, Jerry. Oh yeah, your wife doesn't care about you, <laughs> Luigi. Women think they care, but they don't. <laughs> Respect women. Jerry Seinfeld's an asshole. <laughs> Peter Parker. So, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order... Uh, we'll probably get like a gameplay like stinger, like a right. stinger is the wrong word, but it'll, it'll I know get like mean. yeah, it'll it'll get a gameplay demo, like ten minutes of footage of that, and I'm sure people will be yelling about that for pretty yeah. much the whole conference with someone narrating it and going in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, you a Jedi are part of a fallen order. I I think it's gonna be more like one of those one of those maybe. You see a guy in the corner with a controller, maybe you don't, <laughs> right. but it's just like, it just like shows you a, a, a piece of the game mm-hmm. with, without any narration. <laughs> it's just, it's just the guy, but he, you know, it's like, uh, he's just playing by himself. He's just talking to himself. <laughs> like, Whoa, I got some loot. <laughs> I got, wow. I got a two core lightsaber. <laughs> he's, he's just like, welcome to my let's play Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, it's me. Jedi guy 52. <laughs> yeah, play this game. I, I, I'm 67 years old and I love Star Wars video games. I love that you did the math. Yeah, I, I did my best. God, that was actually kind of hard. But that's the that's the confirmed stuff. Uh, here's some predictions for stuff that isn't explicitly confirmed about the EA press conference. All right. So, uh, so FIFA 20 is going to be there, but I think they're going to talk about all their sports shit, obviously. Yeah. You know, there's going to be the Madden, there's going to be the NBA Live. For... MLB The Show. Yeah, is that MLB... them? Uh, I don't know. Okay. We're, uh... Whatever, they're going to have sports. We we are not a sports theory. We're not great at that stuff. No. Um, if, if only... <laughs> If only Max was here, he could tell me all about Madden. <laughs> right, but um, probably not EA. Probably not EA in general, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I think that at some point they will give a new trailer and a release date for their EA original, Sea of Solitude. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a game they revealed last year, and they haven't really talked about it since. But it has a release date of summer 2019. Right. So, so I think that we'll, we'll, we'll see that game, know more about how it works, and uh, maybe even after they give the release date for that, they will show a new EA original project. That'd be neat. Um. That I'm not too sure about. Like, I'd be positive about that if they were doing a press conference. But since they're not, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of, and here's a new game we're revealing. Right. You know? Uh, because that obviously is like that good press conference juice. <laughs> but, uh, but if they're just doing like dedicated streams, like, where would those new announcements even fit? Mostly, right. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe we'll get, uh, some footage of the Command and Conquer remasters. That'd be nice, since you know last time we heard from them about Command and Conquer it was like, here is a mobile game that no one wanted. Yeah. Oh man, I think that was like the most disappointed I've seen a fan base <laughs> just that in anyone in in the world. Like that was, oh, that was just a complete and total mistreatment. And of, then right uh, after that, Blizzard was like, hey, you guys like Diablo, right? <laughs> well, we got a game for you. <laughs> Made by a company other than us, it's a reskin of another game with Diablo things in it. Oh wow, I I didn't even know all that about that Diablo mobile game. <laughs> it was bad. That's man. kind of a shame, yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, like Command and Conquer to me, like the draw has always been like, you know, a like really deep strategy, mm-hmm. right? And B that they get a bunch of like D list actors <laughs> to record those live action scenes, yeah. right? Oh There's, man, the ones in Red Alert with Tim Curry. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So good. Yeah. George Takei is in there. Yeah. Like if if they want to bring Command and Conquer back, they have to get some D list actors, Absolutely. some D or C list actors to record new scenes like that. Like that's really all I'd need to get a new King Command and Conquer game. You know, it'd be great. Yeah. Also, uh, I just love how wacky Red Alert is in general. Like they way like, wacky. I, I watched like a playthrough of Red Alert three because I wanted to see all those cutscenes like in the context of the game. Uh huh. And you can like the units include like sentient dolphins that you can like <laughs> send around and stuff. It's really wild. That is really wild. That's anyway. cool. Uh, there's a couple that they haven't said will be at E three, but we know we know exist because of a recent EA financial report. Mm-hmm. Uh, on their financial report, they kind of have a uh, have a here's what we're releasing for the rest rest of this fiscal year, right? Or here's what we've announced that we're releasing for the rest of this fiscal year. Except that it had a couple games that they haven't announced yet. Uh, one game listed for Q3 of the fiscal year, which is Q4 of this calendar year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one one game listed for this fall is a new Need for Speed game. Okay. And another one is a new Plants vs Zombies game. Huh. Both of them for consoles. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Garden Warfare 3. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played any of the Garden Warfare games, but I'm intrigued by them. They have looked intriguing, for sure. Yeah. And also, uh, finally, it'd be cool if they did like a, sorry, we're bad at utilizing (laughs) Bioware update, where they, first of all, like, Anthem has like, they show like a big a big update to Anthem that maybe gets some people more excited. Yeah, I I mean, I think that, like, the only play they have that will not make people mad is if there is a large free update to Anthem that addresses, you know, 
at least a chunk of the core concerns that people have had about yeah. it. Yeah, and I like, don't know. I don't know if that's guaranteed. I don't think it's guaranteed. But yeah. like, if they don't do that, they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Like, if they release DLC, people are going to be upset. Right. If they end support, people are going to be upset. Yeah. There is no play except for this that doesn't get people really angry. Yeah. No, you're right. And even then, I'm sure there'll be some people that are like, just stop working on the game already. <laughs> right. It sucks. Yeah. You released Apex Legends like a month earlier, and it was way better. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I I think that like wh- a couple things I'd like to see some Dragon Age Four stuff that makes it look like they're actually putting a budget into the game, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I'd really love to see like a Mass Effect trilogy like remaster. That'd be great, you know, like playable on the Switch. Uh, but even if it's not on the Switch, just a way that I can just get. All three of those games on a current gen system, yeah, and like move on to two with my save file from one <laughs> just seamlessly instead mm-hmm. of whatever you have to do right now. I would love that. I'm just so like, this isn't even just about EA, I'm just so jaded about the whole games as a service thing at this point. Where it kind of feels as though, like, like what's the point of releasing a game if it doesn't have all these hooks in it? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I get so, you. And so, God, I just don't know about... I just can't imagine them thinking, like, yeah, the Mass Effect trilogy is a good idea when they could make so much more money by doing something else. I, you know? I absolutely get that, and that's why I'm not just predicting the Mass Effect trilogy. Right. But I'd really like it. Yeah, and, God, that'd be great. And yeah, it's, it's nice of you to say that you're not, like, pointing fingers at EA. No, because everybody's specific... fucking doing it. Yeah, a lot of people are doing it, but EA has been one of the worst offenders about it lately. Yes. Like, uh... <laughs> Like, it definitely feels like everybody's doing it from your perspective right now. Oh, because God. Because WB Games is also <laughs> one of the worst offenders. Right. But yeah, like, when when you see companies like Ubisoft starting to shy away from it, uh-huh. you really want EA to get on the same page. That'd be great. Yeah, Ubisoft is really, the, you know, compared to how I first felt about Ubisoft, when they got really big, they've really turned things around. Yeah, you know? like, they, they still make mistakes here and there, but, um... They're learning. Yeah, and, and it's hard for them to look bad next to EA right now. Yeah. But yeah, any, uh, any other EA predictions? Um, no, I think that's about it for EA. Yeah, like, I, I think that the way EA is setting up their whole thing, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of whammies from EA this year. Yeah, no, um, me neither. Yeah, like, uh... <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it almost feels like, like, hey, we're just gonna have some stuff going on. It's gonna be groovy. Yeah, right? Check it out if you want to, I guess. Yeah, right? It's I'm like... I'm gonna be smoking a big, fat spliffy <laughs> in the fucking living room. <laughs> See ya. All I can think of is you being, like... Like, you, you think you're, like, you're, like, a cool, like, stoner, but you're actually coming off, like... <laughs> Dodger from from Oliver and Company, like the dog with the sunglasses. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, hey, uh, uh, hey, man, a couple of cool cats and I have got the street savoir faire to, to get some grass. <laughs> Let's uh, get some hot dogs. And, hey, uh, Oliver, you a cop? You got to tell me if you a cop, Oliver. Uh, that happened to me once at a party. Um, <laughs> it was a. Uh, at uh, a friend of mine went to a school in Florida that was kind of well known for you know having yeah. a lot of people there who smoke, and uh, I, he invited me to a party there. Me and uh, our mutual friend Tommy, 
And we just, like, had no idea what to do with ourselves. We were the only sober people at this party. <laughs> right. And this girl walked up to me and said, are you a cop? And I said, no. She said, you got any weed I could buy? I said, no. And she walked away. <laughs> no. No, remember? <laughs> like, it's funny that I, I remember details of the story that you're not. Because the, the way I remember you telling it to me yeah, before yeah. is she went up and she's like, are you a cop? You got to tell me if you're a cop. And, and you say, no, I'm not a cop. And she goes, you got any weed? And then you say no, and she she looks at Tommy and goes, "Are you a cop?" Dude, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> like she that's the best part of that. Tommy, that's right. That's yeah, the best oh part my of gosh. that story. Like yeah. Tommy, you sitting right next to you this whole time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, for those of you who might be interested in trying that out, by the way, cops can tell you they're not cops. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, you know if you if you don't trust the person that you are doing illegal things with, do not ask them if they're a cop. Yeah, it's it's not a real rule. Yeah. They, they're not actually. They don't abide by that. No. Uh, there's a lot they don't abide There's a right. lot they don't abide by, yeah. but... Sometimes le- they don't follow the rules either, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, they're probably not going to get in trouble for it. Yeah, but legally, they don't have to do that either. Right. Um. Anyway, moving on to our video game discussion <laughs> of Microsoft. Woo, woo, woo! So, Microsoft has their conference June 9th, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. That's going to be 3 p.m. for us in Chicago. Right. But I'll be using Pacific Time going forth because this is all happening in California. So yeah, that that's, makes the most sense. That's what the games industry does. And that's annoyed me since I have been alive and, <laughs> and known that that was true. Right. At the very least, since like uh, like World of Warcraft talks about their pat, their, their like downtime for server maintenance in Pacific Time. Uh-huh. So I, there was a period of 10 years where I had to go, okay, it's like 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Okay. Like, just, right. like, constantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, fuck uh, California. <laughs> California's fine. I went yeah, yeah. there. I went there last year. It was fun. Yeah. I, there's, there's just a park that's filled with food trucks. That's great. Yeah. And I just went to a food truck park and ate food from, like, four different food trucks. I'm hungry. Got, like, some now. sangria from a different food truck. I'm thirsty now. It was so good. Damn. <laughs> uh... But anyway, uh, Microsoft hasn't explicitly confirmed much. Um, Phil Spencer has said that they're going big. <laughs> Whatever that means, Phil for, Spencer. For this E3. Well, uh, here's here's maybe a bit of context for that. Sony is not going to be at E3 th- at all this year. Right. They're not even going to announce things around E3. Yeah. So Phil saying they're going big could be construed as, hey, we know Sony's not going to be here. But we're we're still gonna make some huge fucking announcements, right? And they're gonna wish that they showed up because we are gonna <laughs> fucking pants them so good. You're gonna see the whole of Sony's butt cheeks, Phil and Spencer. we'll be here with our pants on, like, ooh, it's nice to have a belt. Phil Spencer absolutely <laughs> pants people in high school. He is, he is that man. <laughs> hey nerds, <laughs> I'm gonna own a company for nerds later. But it'll be cool then. <laughs> I'll wear t-shirts that tease things. And I'll wear blazers over the (laughs) t-shirts. And I'll wear pants with a belt so that nobody can pants me like I'm pantsing you right now. That's right. Yeah, Phil Spencer, baby. (laughs) Hope you like your butt, because here it is. (laughs) Anyway, um, that factual Phil Spencer statement out of the way. He says that uh, that they're going big this year. Right. Um, The other confirmed thing... Is that uh, there will be talk about Halo Infinite there. Okay. 
but the rest is predictions and there's some pretty there's there's a lot of stuff you can kind of assume is going to be there that's Uh how big these predictions are like for example they're they're talking up their thing called project x cloud right um which they haven't really given a lot of details on but basically they're going to take advantage of the cloud in a major way Mm -hmm. could uh it could be kind of their answer to PlayStation Now, kind of a cloud streaming service. And, of course, they've got the power of Microsoft behind them. So, yeah. you know, they're in pretty good shape there. Yeah. Uh, Project xCloud could also have been the name of an RPG that Monolith Soft made circa 2009. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? Project xCloud. Yeah, uh-huh. I see it. Yeah. Or, like, the code name for an RPG they were uh-huh. making. Yeah, and then that they just thing. call it xCloud later. Right. Like, like, Whoa, my mind is blown! <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, also kind of a major thing is we know that they're working on their next generation console. Right. Um, they have said that they're working on systems, plural. Uh, one seems to be kind of a, uh, kind of a discless, okay. uh, console, right? And, uh, maybe that will be something that kind of involves the whole Project xCloud thing. Uh-huh. Um. Here's my prediction. I will be underwhelmed by the graphical fidelity of the new Xbox console. Interesting. Here's my prediction. We won't see the graphical fidelity of the new Xbox console yet, but okay. they they will they will mention at least like uh, they will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might even do a thing where like several developers like are like in front of like <laughs> like CG slides right. going by them as they're like Project Scarlet is the biggest best system i've ever looked at with both of my eyes i can't wait to put my hands on the controller and use my hands to control the character in my game (laughs) yeah yeah shit like that yeah uh i i think they might do some of that stuff Mm -hmm. and then they will announce that they're going to have a project scarlet event Uh. this fall uh where they then actually showcase the system and maybe announce that it's coming out this spring, like spring 2020 or something. I think they're going to, like, I don't know if it's coming out this fiscal year, a.k.a. before March 2020, mm-hmm. but I do think that they're probably going to want to try to come out before the PS5 does, and I'm getting fall 2020 vibes from, okay. the, from the PS5. When it comes out, I will be underwhelmed by its graphical fidelity, <laughs> on I, whatever occasion that is. I, I guess we'll see, because, like... The play that Microsoft seems to be making these days is we're going to be a bigger graphical powerhouse than Sony. Uh-huh. Um, and heck, like, like looking at some stuff at, on the Xbox One X, which isn't even really a full mm-hmm. a full jump, sometimes looking at stuff on there is like, this is actually kind of impressive. Okay. Like, like Anthem, when they showcased Anthem on an Xbox One X, it's yeah. like, that actually looks real good. All like, right. I can't even, I can't even front. Uh, I just think that, you know, uh, historically, as each new console comes out, I have been slightly less impressed by the jump. You know oh, what I get I mean? that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I, we'll I think I think that's why Microsoft is going to make do their best to make this jump look significantly more impressive than the jump to PS3 to PS4 was. Okay. Yeah, I, I think they're going to really try to blow our socks off to an extent that I could see uh, that I could see the actual product having worse graphical fidelity than those Caesars. <laughs> the the old okay. the old bullshot uh-huh. uh era of games. But I, I do think, at least at the beginning, it's gonna look real good. Okay. Uh yeah, for the Xbox. I I think they're definitely gonna keep talking up Game Pass. Sure. Um got to. Yeah. And uh and I think they'll reveal some some cool Game Pass titles. Nice. Yeah. 
I I think there'll be some big ones. I think that's a good call. Um, uh, Gears Five, Gears Pop, and Gears Tactics. Mm-hmm. I think will all get mentions. <laughs> uh, Gears Five apparently had its release date leaked, which is like September something. Hmm. So uh, so maybe they'll reveal that for real. Sure. I think Microsoft is where we're going to see some big, like, juicy third-party games. That makes sense. They do love their third parties. Yeah. Um, like, you know, that's where Dragon Ball Fighters was revealed the other right. year. Uh, that's where we got that first Cyberpunk 2077 trailer. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think we're going to see gameplay at this event. At Microsoft. Um, I like the way you said Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. And uh, some wild licensed game that we weren't expecting at all oh all right yeah there's there's always one of those at a microsoft press conference right like right like dragon ball and, mm-hmm. and jump force right hmm. like they they have that stuff i don't know if it'll it will be like a like an anime manga one again right um i'm gonna say the new rocksteady game oh yeah oh yeah yep uh-huh Whatever it is, that's what I'm thinking for this year. I think you're right that it's going to be like a new, a new DC game. Uh huh. If it's not Rocksteady, it's going to be the WB Montreal game. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think you're right. I think there's going to be a new DC reveal, and my guess will be the Harry Potter game. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like that could be officially revealed after it was revealed in a mall accidentally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is God. still absolutely insane. It is, and like it's it's crazy that we haven't heard about it since. Right. Then. Yeah. Like, cause everyone got excited by like <laughs> right. by by the stuff that we saw, and you know, I was like, "This is wow." Yeah. Whoa, hey, whoa. Hey, hey, kid, come in here and see this game, but don't use your phone. <laughs> I'm not gonna take it. You can hang on to it. Don't record anything. I'm not going to monitor you at right, all either. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not even going to look at whether or not you're using your phone. Just don't use your phone. It's like the scene. I trust in, you. It's like the scene in Austin Powers where like he leaves Austin and Vanessa Kensington to die, and mm-hmm. he like shuts the door, and Scott's like, "What are you doing? Why don't you watch them die?" Like, no, no, I'm just going to assume it all went to plan. <laughs> that is what happened. Except that came out in 1997, and it still happened to these guys. <laughs> they had the template. Yeah, Mike they, Myers they... provided them with the template. Yeah, I guess those guys just never watched Austin Powers, and that was their ultimate Watch downfall. Austin Powers. Yeah, I don't think that movie's aged very well. Um, I rewatched the first one, and it's fine. The second one was bad. Okay, uh, and then I didn't watch the third one after I watched the second one. I was a little disheartened. Fair, fair enough. But you know, so. Here's something that we talked about last episode. Yep. And I like to talk about more here is that I think the Microsoft press conference would be a great place for the next Smash character to get revealed. Sure. Because you and I are pretty convinced at this point that the next Smash character that's going to be revealed is going to be a Microsoft character. Yes. Whether that's Banjo Kazooie or whether that's Minecrafter. <laughs> uh whichever one it is, I'm I'm pretty convinced that that is going to be character number two. Yeah, that's fair. And therefore, it could be really cool if if the initial announcement of that was not at the Nintendo Direct for E3, but it was actually at Microsoft's press conference. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, there has been some some stuff that's come to light since I initially made 
that prediction, uh-huh. and that is that uh, there's going to be a Smash Bros. tournament on June 8th, mm. and maybe it makes more sense for for the announcement to happen right. at the end of the Smash tournament, right? So that puts the potential wind out of my sails a little bit, but not too much. I think that I think that even if the announcement is at that tournament, mm. right? Uh, there could be like a gameplay trailer or something. Yeah, or like a, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think there'll still be a like. I think even if the announcement is at that tournament, it'll still be Microsoft, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then at Microsoft's press conference. They'll they will at least talk about that reveal a little bit, yeah, and uh, and maybe say they're excited about a future partnership with Nintendo on various things. That's a good call. Um, and then at Nintendo's press conference, they're like, "Here's a full gameplay breakdown of Microsoft character." Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, the release date, which is tonight. <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 what I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Okay. I'm feeling a Microsoft Smash character and. If it exists, whether the initial reveal is at the Microsoft press conference or just an elaboration of that happening mm-hmm. is at the Microsoft press conference, it's it'll be there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I. Uh, I think I'm still sticking to Minecrafter as my prediction. Ugh. But I'm. I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of reasons to believe in banjo. All right. And. Uh, and you know, if if you believe in banjo, then, then I believe in you. Ah-hyuk. But my prediction's staying the same. No. <laughs> Yeah, but I I think that's all the main Microsoft stuff. I think it'll be really third-party heavy, like it has been. And I think that, like, they've been acquiring all these studios, Uh right? I think that unless they really start showing off stuff for their upcoming console, we're not going to see what all these companies are up to just yet. Because they've clearly been acquired... To start working on next gen stuff, right? Um, <laughs> They've actually just all been acquired to work on one game together, one <laughs> enormous game. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, there have been implications that Halo Infinite is going to be a next gen game, okay? And that Halo Infinite is going to be there. So I wonder if, like, I wonder if they'll be like, "Here's Halo Infinite. Look how good it looks." That's going to be on our new console, which we'll talk about later. Uh, I right. don't know. I, I I don't know what the exact play-by-play will be there. But, okay. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. Then we'll tell you about it. But up next is Bethesda. Yeah. June 9th, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. I actually don't know why I was like, yeah, like I don't have a lot of reasons to be excited about Bethesda. Yeah, like, <laughs> like this seems like this will be kind of a low-key conference for Bethesda. Right. Because they've already confirmed that Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six won't be there. Right, so which like, were their, whatever. Which were their big announcements at the end of last year. Uh, they also confirmed that Doom Eternal is going to be there, and I'm okay. sure that'll be cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh, as far as predictions go... I think they're going to try to save face with Fallout 6. Yeah, there'll Fallout be, 76. There'll be some kind of mea culpa there with what's-his-name coming out and being like, we didn't meet expectations. Ye- but yeah. the important thing is that we're going to strive on. And then, but that, bah, bah, you know, just like that for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be very charismatic and uh, and and filled with memes as, yeah. as he says it. Because that guy actually is a great public speaker. Yeah, you know, he'll wear his, like, leather jacket over a button-down shirt and just be like, bow, bow, bow. Like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe Fallout 76 is a good game. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Rage 2 came out May 14th. It came out to pretty mixed reviews, but maybe they'll do some DLC stuff there. Came out to pretty mixed reviews, just like Rage 1. So, uh, you know, good job, guys, doing the same thing that you did 10 years ago. It's just Rage 1 again. They just (laughs) re-released Rage 1. Right. Wolfenstein Youngblood uh, is coming out July 26th, so I'm sure they'll talk about that some. There's also Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, a VR game coming out sometime this year. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there'll be some coverage of that. Uh, we have not heard shit about Quake Champions in a really long oh, time. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like they will try to revive interest in Quake Champions and announce Commander Keen as a playable character. Okay. Arcane Studios, mm-hmm. the creators of Dishonored and Prey, have been uh, kind of quiet over the past couple years. Prey came out in 2017. Right. Arcane is helping with Wolfenstein Youngblood. Okay. And I feel like... I feel like there's more people working on something else. That I could get behind. I yeah. like Arcane Studios' work. Uh, in particular, I think Dishonored is a great franchise. It's cool. It's really yeah. cool. So I'd love to see some more stuff from them. Yeah, so I think like maybe a, a new game from them. Maybe like a new IP or something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll also talk about some Elder Scrolls Online stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, and Bethesda owns The Evil Within but I, I I don't think we'll really hear new Evil Within stuff. Yeah, I, I get you there. Yeah, but that's that's all I've really got. How about you? I think that uh, in the same vein as Fallout 76, a new game will get announced and we will both be deeply skeptical of it. Yeah, that's... Like, that's... Whatever, whatever it is, we'll just both be like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be kind of the vibe in the living room at the time. Yeah, I... That's uh, my prediction. Th- that's a really good prediction. Thank I'm down you. for it. Good. After that... That's June 9th. That day ends. Mm-hmm. Then June 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific time is the PC gaming show. Oh, that's that's really early for the PC gaming crowd. Y- yeah, like <laughs> the PC gaming show has been interesting. Yeah. Uh, every year, day nine mm-hmm. will uh, interview a bunch of game developers right. about their PC games. And they really go in on the interview aspect. You know, yeah. like they, they will just like, they'll just talk about the game for for like you know 10 to 15 minutes and if you, like if you've never watched this conference before it's like watching a non-fiction documentary about potatoes like <laughs> it's so it's, dead like it's a really cool concept yeah i just don't think that e3 is the right place for it no like e like e3 has this energy where people want like reveal after reveal after uh-huh. reveal and uh and then these guys are like so why made them my game about uh you know uh, fucking uh, seagulls or something, <laughs> and uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! What do you think about seagulls? Like, oh, it's... I like the seagulls. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> like, Why? <laughs> like the PC gaming show has a combination of being really slow paced and the reveals aren't that big. Right. Like, yeah. Like if it was one or the other. Uh-huh. Like if it was slow paced but had some really big reveals. Like, if Gabe Newell showed up and showed Half-Life 3, then sure, interview him about that for half an hour. I yeah. don't give a shit. But, like, but there's that, and then the and then the reveals are, are just, like, for kind of, you know, kind of mid-tier indie games. Which, I love mid-tier indie games. You do. Those, those are really great, but, like, I, I want to... I want to find out about the next indie game if you're doing that instead yeah. of instead of lingering on that indie game for 15 minutes. Especially since sometimes indie people like you know they're kind of new to public speaking, and so yes, exactly. Like yeah, like interviewing <laughs> some of these specific people can be like really, uh, really stilted, really yeah, yeah uh, 
uh, does not flow great through no fault of their own. Yeah, really. you know, they they suddenly yeah. have this thrust upon them. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're video game developers. They don't have to be like these charisma masters, right? Uh, but like, I feel like the people running this should at least be like aware of that and not like have like forced them to be focused on so much for so long. You know, charisma master, silver age comic book villain. <laughs> That's pretty great. good. Yeah, I like I'm that. charisma master. Anyway, that's... I'll talk you into buying those drugs, youth. <laughs> that's no, not, stop. That's not Silver Age. That's Golden Age, Sean. I'll talk you into smoking that grass, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> making a lot of weed jokes this episode. Oh, well, you know, I'm high on life, Daniel. <laughs> so... Uh, so with that little little PC gaming show rant out of the way, here's some stuff that's confirmed uh, to be there. Here's some developers that are confirmed to be there. Right. Uh, Annapurna Interactive, they're a pretty cool publisher. They've published a lot of cool artsy games, stuff like What Remains of Edith Finch, mm-hmm. uh, Gora, Go- Gora Goa, which I thought was really good. Okay. Uh, Donut County, so it's not all like super serious artsy stuff. Right. Sometimes, sometimes you're a raccoon in a hole. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you're a raccoon in a hole. Uh. Chucklefish Games is going to be there. They've uh, they've done Stardew Valley. They did Wargroove recently. Uh, they mm-hmm. got Eastward coming out. Uh, maybe Eastward is the game that they show. That'd be cool. Uh, or maybe they're going to show Witchbrook or whatever the 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 game where it's like Stardew Valley, but you're a wizard. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're yeah maybe they're finally ready to show that off in some capacity. That'd be great. Um, Digital Extremes will be there. They're mainly known for Warframe, right? So there'll be some Warframe stuff probably. Uh, Digital Uppercut, they're making this game called Valfaris, which I have not heard of, and they made some other games that I also have not heard of, okay. but they'll be there. Sure. Um, Fat Shark, the developers of Warhammer Vermintide, oh, yeah. uh, will be there. Uh, Fellow Traveler, kind of these, uh, these other, like, artsy indie people, uh, they're making a game currently called The Stillness of the Wind that takes place on, like, a farm or something. Okay. And it's very, like, very methodical and, and, uh, and sort of dreary. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, yep. Yeah, yeah. Modus Games, the creators of Trine, will be there. Oh, the Trine guys. Raw Fury, the creators of Dondara, will be there. Okay. And uh, they're currently working on a game called Sable, which looks just dope as hell. <laughs> and I think that Sable's probably what's going to be there. I hope they show Sable, because uh, just like it's it's got, it's this game where you're kind of like, riding through the the desert on like this like sci-fi moped and the aesthetics just like huh very very unique and very cool okay and finally relogic will be there they they're making terraria boy i was really into that game for like two days <laughs> i played it non-stop for two days i remember those two days yeah and yeah. then at that time it was just kind of like well i've done all the content i've gone down into hell and fought the monsters and whatever you do and i haven't played it in years uh, and I'm done. And then they like added a bunch of content later, and I never went back. Fair, but yeah, that that's what's confirmed. Here's my prediction. Uh, it's gonna be really slow paced. I'm gonna fall asleep again. That's fair because I I fell asleep watching that last year. Here's my prediction: someone from Epic is going to make an appearance, and because of all the shit that's been happening with the Epic Games Store, we will hear someone audibly boo them. Oh, that's really good because I forgot to mention like the biggest part of the PC gaming show this year. It's sponsored by the Epic Games Store. Yes, which is why I didn't predict that Gabe Newell was going to be there, which was my initial prediction. Yeah, that I changed no. when I found this out. Yeah. Gabe Newell will not be there. They did say that not every game they show will be an Epic Games Store game, <laughs> but they did mention that there will be several 
like Epic Game Store exclusive announced and all that. Right. Um, Which has been going really well for them so far. So yeah. that's a good fucking call. Like, it. <laughs> It does kind of bum me out that, like, things have been going that badly for them, because I do think that Steam could benefit, or rather that we could benefit, from Steam having a serious competitor. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is just not the way to do it. Yeah, it's not... The the execution of this has been kind of clumsy, especially especially doing things like taking games that initially had <laughs> right. uh, Steam, like... Like, you know, that initially had pages on the Steam store yeah. and then got pulled from the Steam store to be Epic Game Store exclusives. Yeah. That Bad is, form, guys. Yeah, that is not a good look. Um, That is not a good look at all. That's like the digital game store equivalent of, like, poaching an employee from another workplace. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. How, however, I do think that, like, them announcing, like, brand new games that are Epic Game Store exclusives, I think that's, that's fair game and, yeah. like, I, like... I think if they had just focused on announcing really exciting new titles for that platform, like um, like the new Supergiant Games game, like mm-hmm. Hades, right? right? Like, if they announced yeah. more stuff like Hades, I think they would have been better off. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, on, like on principle, I, I, don't, I don't dislike the Epic Games Store. I think, they've, they're, I think they're onto something in some respects. Uh, but they, like, they also, did you hear about the thing that was happening with the sales they were doing? Oh yeah, like <laughs> wasn't good either. Yeah, like so, something like they they put a bunch of games on sale, but then sometimes the price would change halfway through the sale. Well, they um so they put the games on sale, and the way they were doing it is basically like the developer will be reimbursed for the money they lose in the sale, right? Um, which is cool. But they didn't tell some of the developers that they were putting their games on sale. Oh, and so a lot of them objected to it from the perspective of like this is devaluing our brand, and people will think of our game as being not worth as much money as we want them to think it is. Uh, uh, and so a number of people were like, we're pulling our game from your store, or we're, we want you to immediately not put our game on sale. Which is why prices kept changing during yes, the sale. exactly. Oh, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> they, they've got such a good framework, and they're ruining it. It's, yeah. so, it's so disappointing. Gotta get back on that battle bus and really think about what they're doing. <laughs> anyway, I think your prediction about someone booing when an Epic Games representative comes up, <laughs> or just like hearing boos like during Epic Games Store exclusive announcements, yeah, I think that I think that might be a thing that happens. I think you're right, especially because that's going to be like filled with PC gaming fans, right. and not all of them are happy about Epic Games right now. Yeah, yeah. So good, good prediction. Very funny prediction. Thank you. Then. Uh, probably right as that's wrapping up, or maybe partway into it, mm-hmm. uh, Limited Run Games is doing a press conference, uh, kind of a just like a digital, like direct style one sure. at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Limited Run Games are these guys that make physical copies of indie games, basically, right. for various systems. It's a it's a neat little niche that they filled, mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes they just go ahead and publish indie games to console platforms. Just wholesale, just like which is cool, yeah. Like I think they did that for for Cosmic Star Heroin for the Switch, for example, and they're doing that for uh, for Dust and Elysian Tale ah. coming to the Switch also. So they uh, they mentioned that they'll be announcing several upcoming releases, and they said that they will reveal the entire schedule for their remaining Vita games because they're still <laughs> doing Vita stuff. They're going to stop this year but they will tell us all the Vita stuff they're working on. You know, I'm not, like, constantly bummed that the Vita failed, but 
I am kind of a low level of bummed every time I think about the Vita. <laughs> like, I wish that... Because now it's like, you know, Sony's not going to make another handheld yeah. like uh, after this. and Un- I, Unlikely in the near future, at the yeah. very least. And I loved the PSP, as we all know, at yeah. this point. Uh, and that just sucks that it didn't work out, you know? Like, yeah. Come on. Well, my girlfriend has a Vita and she plays several Otomes on it, so... <laughs> that's good. So that's not a complete loss. Yeah, Some of those Otomes are pretty good. Okay. Yeah, according to Amy. Right. Uh she she's told me some juicy some juicy uh stuff. Wow. Yeah, like there's oh. a there's a fox man and he's uh he <laughs> I don't remember much Otome stuff. You know, I was trying to think of like what a sexy fox noise would be like, but if you've ever heard an actual fox, it's just like <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure we've all heard an actual fox at this point because of that meme, right? Right, right. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh like, god. Yeah, like uh, that. What like that? What does the fox say? Oh, song. God. And then we all looked up what the fox actually says. I forgot about that. I was just thinking about like videos of like little fennec foxes, and you're like, oh, that's cute. Let me turn the volume up. It's like, <laughs> like, damn, <laughs> damn, dude. Right. Oh, yeah, that, that that meme too. Yeah. yeah. There have been some good fox memes. Yeah. No, you know, foxes are fine. Yeah. Hey, fox. I think you're fine. Now get out of my way. I'm trying to fly over here. Wow, Falco. I can't believe we're only three feet tall. Bada bing. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Bada bing. No is gonna, how I'm going to express like mild disappointment with everything from now on. Oh, uh, yeah, good, good, I'm glad. Anyway, uh, as far as limited run games predictions, I don't have really any specific ones, but I think they're going to announce some cool uh, indie Switch ports. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. That seems reasonable. Yeah, like, uh, like they did that last year, I think they'll do that again this year. Their Switch output's been really cool, and I think it'll continue to be really cool. Nice. So after Limited Run Games is Ubisoft All right. at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ubisoft is probably also going to have kind of a lower key uh, E3 as evidence from their first confirmation, which is that Skull and Bones is delayed and will not be at E3. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, they, they had such a dedicated showing to it last year, and now it's not coming out for at least another year, so that's kind of wild. That's rough. Their other confirmation is that they're going to show us more Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Okay. Uh, so so if you're a Ghost Recon fan, there's that. Sure. Um, so as far as predictions go, I think they're not going to show an Assassin's Creed this year. I think they're going to take a year off again. I get that vibe, yeah. Yeah, like the next Assassin's Creed will probably be a next-gen game. And sure. It'll look really good. Just Dance 2020. <laughs> uh, I have a prediction about this specifically. Okay. The song that will play on stage and be danced to by by several actors, mm-hmm. it will be a BTS song. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I think there'll be at least, uh, I think at the very least, there will be at least one BTS song in Just Dance 2020. Here's my prediction. Old Town Road will be in Just Dance 2020. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> I was thinking of that also. And uh-huh. I, think, I think, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Um, I think they'll show off DLC-type stuff for Far Cry New Dawn and The Division 2. Okay. Uh, I think they're going to show Beyond Good and Evil 2. It's still not coming out for years, uh, but they're <laughs> going to show some footage anyway. Right. And like every time they've shown footage, it'll be completely different from the last time they showed footage. <laughs> yeah. Watch Dogs 3 uh, had a leak hmm. recently that it uh, that it's set in London. Okay. Um, Cheerio. Yeah, so I think 
I think they're gonna show Watch Dogs three. There I am going to do the hacking. Yes, <laughs> it'll it'll, boop, boop, boop. it'll be set in London. Um, and uh, I have hacked Parliament. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. <laughs> and I think uh, I think they'll have some cool family friendly stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and possibly they will announce Mario and Rabbids two. Okay, uh, because Mario and Rabbids one is a couple years old now. They did the DLC last year. And uh, I think they're keeping their relationship with Nintendo going. One thing I'd really like to see, actually, is just them, like, getting their hooks in a different Nintendo property. Ah. Like, like the Starlink guys working on a new Star uh-huh. Fox game. Okay. I'd really like to see that, but I feel like it's just going to be Mario and Rabbids 2. Yeah. Um, and it's going to have, like, playable Wario and Rabbid <laughs> Waluigi. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Th- those are my main Ubisoft thoughts. Okay. My main Ubisoft thought is that Aisha Tyler's coming back. <laughs> she's been gone for a little while. Yeah. I don't think she's going to host. Right. But I think we're going to see, like, a video of her introducing a game. Or, like, a cameo. Or, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like, just going to show up and, like, play. I was going to say, yeah, like, they reveal a new game and they're like, all right, let's get somebody out here to play. Whoa, who's that? <laughs> it's Aisha Tyler wearing a hashtag Girlwood shirt. I think that's <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? It's mine, perhaps. <laughs> right. That's not how Aisha Tyler talks, but anyway. No. Yeah, man, if she came out and she said that, I'd be like, bada bing, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, that's Ubisoft. Yep. Uh, finally, uh, the last, like, the last one we have an actual time for right. is Square Enix, June 10th. At 6 p.m. Pacific mm-hmm. time, which is the time that Sony used to do their conference. Ah, so Square Enix just moving in, in and Ooh. sealing that spot. Yeah. So they haven't really said what their stuff's going to be like outright, but uh, they, they have sort of implied a couple things. Uh, the first is that we very recently saw uh, some new footage of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Right. And then they said, like, more information in June. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, like, when the right. fuck else in June are you going to show us new <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake info? Well, know? here we are. It's June 7th, and we'd like to show you this video of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake. At E3, we will actually not be talking about this game. We were just kidding. <laughs> Goodbye. Just like June thirtieth, they're like cloud <laughs> farts, and then they and then they just back out right. of whatever room they yell that into. <laughs> they, just, they walk into the room. It's like three guys. They go cloud <laughs> farts in unison, and they just walk back out. Yeah. And then it cuts to a trailer of Cloud being like, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> like actually, does like he doesn't even fart in the trailer. It's just like, oh. Oh no. And then it's like to be continued. (laughs) (laughs) I think like I think the promise of a fart that isn't delivered on is so much funnier than uh, than the fart happening. So here's how we do it. It's oh oh no, then it cuts smash cuts to black, Final Fantasy Seven, and then when it says like coming, blah blah blah, then you hear the fart. Then it ends. And it's like 20 seconds long. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you just hear like, and then you just hear like a, like, a muted, like, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like at the end. Or Barrett goes, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Final here, Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, here's my actual thoughts about the Final yeah. Fantasy VII remake reveal. Uh, 
they they confirmed they reconfirmed recently the 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 absurd fact that they're going to release it as multiple games. Yeah. Right? Like, I still think that's a bad call. Mm. And I was hoping that they were being quiet about it for the last three years because they were just <laughs> shoving everything into one game. Right. Um, into one big, huge, exciting game. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think they're going to announce the first, the first Final Fantasy VII remake game. Mm-hmm. I think it'll end when Cloud leaves Midgar. Okay. Uh, and I think they're going to give it a release date, mm-hmm. and it'll either be fall 2019 or Q1 2020. Okay. Maybe fall 2019 Japan, Q1 2020 America. <laughs> right. It'd be nice if they could do a global release for that game, since people love it all over the world. Yeah, I, I feel like global's more likely. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it is. I mean, they, they gave us a global Kingdom Hearts 3 release. So, right. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. The other thing uh, they've been kind of teasing is... Uh, at a Kingdom Hearts concert recently, Nomura showed up and was like, "We're we are working on Kingdom Hearts three DLC. Mm. Here's some details about it, and you'll get to find out more in a month that it's rainy." <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it rains a lot in June in Japan. I see. Uh, so yeah, so I think I think they're going to show the Kingdom Hearts three DLC, give it a release date of late 2019 or early 2020. I think Sora will not be the main playable character, oh. and that Final Fantasy characters will be heavily featured. Okay. Yeah. I hope that whatever it is, it's uh, appealing. Yeah. <laughs> and and I feel like at least part of the DLC will take place in a playable Radiant Garden. Nice. Yeah. I'm in favor of that. Yeah. Those those are my guesses. Well, okay. l- a little vague, because getting, getting specific with, with Nomura... Doesn't always work out. <laughs> Ain't How, that the truth. However, I also want to say this. I don't think the DLC will contain a new Disney World. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are my thoughts. All right. Um, so as far as predictions for stuff they haven't confirmed, mm-hmm. um, there's the Tokyo RPG Factory game, uh, the I Am Setsuna team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Oninaki. Right. Right, that we know is coming out for the Switch. I think we'll get more details about that in a release date. Cool. Uh, I think they'll talk more about the Romancing Saga 3 port. And okay. uh, give that a release date. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven Switch will get some kind of coverage and cool. and focus. Um, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers will probably get something. Yeah, my this is more of a hope than a prediction, but we got kind of a tease of the fact that there's going to be a near automata themed raid event. Oh, that's cool. And uh, at the time, we basically got a confirmation that it's happening. And then a really weird interview with Yoko Taro, like, is there any other kind? Right. Um, where he mostly talked about, like, things unrelated to the raid event, and then was like, hope you enjoy the raid event. <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping that we get, like, a brief, like, 30-second trailer that shows some gameplay from that. That'd be nice. Yeah, That'd but be cool. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, they, they announced a game being worked on by platinum i think last year called babylon's fall mm-hmm. and we don't really know anything about it so i think we'll get some babylon's fall details all right uh i think they will at least remind us that life is strange 2 exists <laughs> right. i don't know if they're gonna announce the next chapter yet mm-hmm. but they'll they'll do they will talk about life is strange 2 at the very least okay and speaking of life is strange uh, Deck Nine, the developers of Before the Storm, mm-hmm. uh, were recent were announced like sometime last year or maybe very early this year mm-hmm. that they were making a game for Square Enix. Okay, 
So I, I think we'll see uh we'll see the Decanine project maybe. Cool. Um They do they do good work. Yeah. You know? Before, Before the, the storm, storm was, was cool. really good. Yeah. It was really good. Finally, uh we know that Square Enix is working on uh, a Marvel, several Marvel games, uh, right? Including that uh, that rumored Avengers title. Uh-huh. And here's my thought. Avengers will not be at, at the C3. <laughs> they will not show Avengers at their E3 conference. Okay. I think they will wait to show that off until the D23 Expo oh, yeah. in August. That makes sense. I think Disney is going to show that off and not Square Enix. Okay. But yeah, those those are my Square Enix thoughts any thoughts of your own i think that about covers my thoughts yeah i'd i'd like some cool square enix announcement but square enix are those people that kind of announce something three years before they should have right so if we get a new exciting announcement it's going to be in that vein and we won't actually see it for years yeah Uh, although they've been cooling off on that and that's part of why some of these square enix conferences have been like kind of underwhelming because mm-hmm. they realized that they were announcing things too early <laughs> and now like they're they just, just have not announcing they, things. Yeah, they just have nothing to announce yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Um but yeah, those that that about sums up my Square Enix thoughts. Okay. Finally there's a couple of things that don't have defined dates or times yet. Okay. Um but we like know they're happening. We know they're happening. The right. first is the Devolver Digital quote press conference These unquote. Guys. <laughs> so uh devolver digital traditionally and by tradition i mean for the past two years has been uh following up the bethesda press conference with uh with just a stream of them doing their own press conference which is just like it's just like a skit basically yeah it's just like uh it's just like a weird video game themed episode of tim and eric yeah that, that goes on for like 13 minutes they they make two legitimate announcements and then like and then the last five minutes is just this bit that goes on forever. But you but I keep watching because maybe there'll be a video game announcement at the very end of that, but there usually isn't. It's a shame because like I like what Devolver Digital does. They make as a company. They, yeah, they know? make really cool indie games. Yeah, cool shit happening there. But like, oh man, it it's just it's like. It's like if Tim and Eric hired a couple of middle school boys to write their shit, <laughs> and it's just, like, cringy and really awful, and a lot of people on the internet really like it for some reason. It's, it's, it's got that, like, sense of humor, you know? It's, yeah. it's got, it's got that very adult, swimmy sense of humor, which I do appreciate sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, They're bad at it, though. It's yeah, not good. Yeah, I, I think also, like, they appreciate just, like, the fact that they're going so hard on trolling us sure you know sometimes just like the effort of the troll Mm -hmm. is really appreciated even if the execution is off and you know like i think it's great that they're trying something different that they're trying to do something that's tonally so much different than the rest of e3 i think there is i think there's something admirable about that but like i'm just not a fan of the execution of it yeah it's admirable that they've been trying but since they've failed for two years my prediction is that I will be playing a video game on either my Switch or phone during their entire conference. My prediction is that you'll go to bed before it starts. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, one of those two things will be true. <laughs> um, but I will watch it at the very least, and I think that it'll it'll mostly be, like, the the dumb skit. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I, I think that there'll be very few actual announcements, but I, I got a feeling that one of them will actually be really cool. Okay. 
what like there will be a cool announcement at the Devolver Digital Conference, but a part of me will have wished that I just looked it up on Twitter instead of watched the conference about <laughs> that's, it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. Finally, uh, a newcomer to the whole E3 thing, mm-hmm. uh, Netflix is going to be there. They confirmed to have a panel that shows several Netflix IP video game related projects. Hmm. Now they're already confirmed to be publishing a Stranger Things video game. Okay, right. There was initially that uh that Telltale one, and then right. Telltale got fired, so they got these. <laughs> they, so instead of a Telltale game, a Telltale style game, it's now like like a like a sprite based beat 'em up, right? right? Um, <laughs> they just really had to be like, guys, get in here, make something, please. We yeah. we bagged the wrong horse, and so now Telltale doesn't exist. <laughs> Help. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think they'll they'll be showing multiple video game things. I think at least one of them will be more like, here's, uh, hey, remember that Black Mirror episode that was interactive? <laughs> here's some more of that shit. Yeah. But uh, it'd be cool if they announced some actual like console video game projects. You know. Yeah. Um, there are some IPs they have that would be really great for that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like an Umbrella Academy game. That'd be cool. That'd be, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, a series of unfortunate events, I that think. That would be great. Yeah, I think could have some cool stuff going on. I would put Double Fine on that. Ooh, oh man. Yeah, yeah. that, that would, that would either be really good or really janky. Yeah. Possibly both. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Speaking of really good and really janky. It wouldn't be an episode of a smashing theory if I didn't make a completely outlandish prediction that had no chance of coming true. Mm. Ergo, I'm predicting, not because I want this to exist, (laughs) a BoJack Horseman point-and-click adventure game made by a group of former Telltale employees that Netflix has covertly hired. (laughs) I think it's going to come completely out of left field, like it'll seem as though it's just like an episode of BoJack Horseman. But then, like, it'll turn out that you're controlling Horsewell Arnett with the click of a mouse. And, uh... <laughs> His name is in the title of the TV series! And Horseman Will Arnett will wander around <laughs> his apartment. Uh, you can, uh, click on, I don't know, some whiskey and get drunk. You can, uh, do whatever else happens in that show that I don't watch. Um, yeah, that's gonna be my, my wacky prediction... Uh, Bojack Horseman point and click. I go. I do think that there will be a Telltale inspired, uh, game with like with maybe some Telltale former staff. Uh-huh. But I'd say that it'll be Umbrella Academy or a series of unfortunate events instead of Bojack. Yeah, please God, let me be wrong. <laughs> I would hate this so much. <laughs> please, please, there's. I've Amy and I have tried to start watching BoJack Horseman on like two separate occasions because we've heard that it gets really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's 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 not the best start. It's it's a little rough around the edges to start. Yeah, like that that kind of Netflix humor. I mean mm-hmm. that that kind of the kind of like adult swimmy yeah. like like we're all terrible people <laughs> right. and we're just gonna do terrible things to each other mm-hmm. like uh, that. You've got to have something going on besides that, or I lose interest. Yeah, like, I believe people when they say that they like it. I yeah. just don't think it's my thing, you know? Yeah. I generally like, uh, I think I like my comedy to be a little bit less bleak, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get that. It's 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 just very, like, very relentlessly cynical. Yeah. Um, and I, I think some cynical comedy can be very funny. Sure. But, like, I like being able to to feel something from the characters involved. You know, I yeah. like I like being able to relate to them on some level and there's <laughs> like 
like at least initially there's no one relatable in bojack horseman yeah yeah unless you are a washed up former actor who is now drinking and i don't know whatever whatever that show does. all right i forgot i i do relate to one specific character in bojack horseman uh because i i used to live in the big life and uh, this this bit is going nowhere. Bada bing, no. Ah, uh, well, you know, I mean, I at first I thought there's no way that Daniel would relate to Bojack Horseman. Then I remembered he has a horse head. Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm a little learned, and I sound like I gargle with gravel every day. Anyway, I'm also Batman, and I'm better in that. I mean, I do a, I do, I do a good job in whatever I'm in. Really, like my performance is not the problem with with the the sh- the projects in which I've been involved in. Uh, for example, I do great in Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, but that show is not good anymore. No, you were very funny in it, though, Will Arnett. Yeah, oh. Also, I can't believe you're here now. Yeah. I, uh, well, I I don't have a lot going on in my life. Except all the things I'm starring in. <laughs> I don't have a lot going on in my life, except all the things I have going on in my life. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Netflix. Bye, Will Arnett. So, <laughs> uh, see you later. <laughs> wow, you sound a little different than you did earlier. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that Netflix. Yeah, I, I think there'll be some... I hope there'll be some cool Netflix stuff because they have some cool IP to leverage. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if like, if like they just made a whole ass black mirror like video game. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I also wouldn't be super keen on that uh, because uh, in the same way that Bojack Horseman does kind of comedic cynicism overkill, (laughs) there's an extent to which I feel that black mirror does dramatic cynicism overkill. I I watched a single episode of Black Mirror because I heard it was really good, but for whatever reason, Netflix had me watch the first episode of season three first, right? And it was fine, yeah. But like Amy was kind of half watching it, and she got so mad at that episode, <laughs> like, <laughs> like she was just like. Like in in pure like ranting like about like how like t- like she she was doing the whole like oh oh uh, computers are ghosts Thomas Edison was a witch like bit you know right. like oh it infuriated her like and yeah. and it was it was a little it, it like it, it was an episode about like a girl who lived in 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 the setting where everyone had like these eye implants where you could see. Uh, someone's like Facebook rating oh, in right. real life, and yeah. then they like get blurred out if it's too low or whatever. Um, is, is it that one? They, uh, yeah, there's nothing that they get blurred out, but yeah, basically, like your like the job you have, your right. social standing is all determined by like your social media rating. Yeah. So like once it reaches below a certain point, people just like refuse to talk to you, and you lose right. your job and and shit. And like you know, like everyone can like send you likes or dislikes and shit, and uh, and. And that episode, uh, yeah, made made my girlfriend very mad. Here's a not-so-fun fact. That's actually kind of happening in China right now. Oh, boy. They're rolling out a social credit system. Oh, no. Where you have a credit score, basically. It's kind of similar to a credit score, but it's, like, for sociability. 
if your social credit score is too low, you like can't buy plane tickets out of China. You can't get a job. You can't like you know. See, it was funny to talk about that episode of Black Mirror <laughs> when it was fiction. Right? No, yeah, it's just that's straight horrifying. Up in China right now, yeah, that's it's, horrifying. It's really wild. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, most Black Mirror is like. You know, like when I when I look at my phone, my phone looks back at me, and it just cuts to the Black Mirror logo. That's kind of like my impression of it. So, <laughs> right, I forgot that the first couple seasons are like British. And right, then, like, yeah. right. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I part of me wants to give that a shot down the road mm. again. And I did, I did hear even from Amy. Amy did like the interactive episode. She okay, thought there was, cool. she, she thought there was some really cool stuff about it. So there's yeah. that. Anyway, there's that tangent. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I hope Netflix is cool. Me too. But that is all the non-Nintendo stuff that's going to be at E3. I, I think that this will be a more chill E3 overall. Okay. I kind of think that the biggest announcements are going to be from Nintendo this year. Hmm, uh, because wow. uh, because like everyone right now is just kind of quietly preparing for PS5 and the next gen like Xbox. Uh-huh. But Nintendo's over here... Uh, to them, the Switch is their next-gen system, so <laughs> right. they're going to be wanting to make some like big, cool project announcements. I think that's more or less what's going to happen. I think the biggest reveals will be Nintendo ones because everyone else is kind of kind of laying low at present. Well, then I guess you guys will have to tune into our next episode when we talk about Nintendo. Yeah, I am excited. I am excited to do that. Yeah. However, uh, before we wrap things up, we got a couple listener mails. All right, let's mail it up. Uh, first up, a thread of tweets from Atlas Fathom. Alrighty. Atlas Fathom says, Here are my official predictions for E3 2019. I'm being bold and going all in on Banjo slash Rare predictions. Nice. One, either a new Banjo-Kazooie game, hmm. like Banjo 3E or 4E <laughs> if you count nuts and bolts, or a new Conquer game to be released on both Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Uh... Two, reveal of Smash Bros. Microsoft DLC pack featuring a Banjo-Kazooie fighter, (laughs) a Spiral Mountain slash Gruntilda's Lair stage, (laughs) uh, Master Chief and Spartan Armor, uh, Minecraft Steve, Minecraft Alex, and Creeper Masks, (laughs) Cuphead and Mugman, a Mumbo-Jumbo mask, and a Conquer mask slash costume, all as, like, me fighter costumes. Okay. And Grant Kirkhope music. Ha, nice. The Microsoft Conference will also have more info on Battletoads 2019, Halo Infinite, Borderlands 3, Gears of War 5, Jedi Fallen Order, Sea of Solitude, Battlefield 5, Anthem, FIFA 20, Cyberpunk 2077, and Bee Simulator. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes on to make some Nintendo predictions, but this one is, is at least relevant enough to the whole Microsoft thing that I'll mention, okay. uh, that he predicts a Rare Replay Switch port, huh. in addition to the already included Banjo-Kazooie games, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Perfect Dark, Jet Force Gemini, Killer Instinct, Battletoads, etc., the Switch port includes Donkey Kong Country, uh, Donkey Kong Land, Donkey Kong 64, and Diddy Kong Racing. I can get behind that. That's cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really neat, uh, Atlas Fathom. Yeah. Good. You could say that it's dope. AF. <laughs> I I really hope that Microsoft kind of goes all in on their Nintendo partnership and and they announce something like that. That'd be awesome. I, I do think 
that uh, maybe instead of the rare replay thing, mm-hmm. like either later this year or sometime next year, they announce like an N64 classic. Okay. And that has several rare games on it. Nice. Like Diddy Kong Racing and Donkey Kong 64. I like that. Like that's that's my prediction. But I I would love if all of your shit was was true, Atlas Fathom. And I do think, I do agree that uh, when Microsoft does their thing, there's going to be a lot of, like, a lot of fun costumes. Like, nice. like maybe even, like, some Jet Force Gemini and Blast Corps references, yeah. like, in the costumes or in the spirits or something. Yeah! I'm yeah. down for that. Yeah. Uh, great, great predictions, Atlas Fathom. I hope it all comes true. Me too. And an email from Quinn R., Alrighty. Hi, Daniel and Sean. Hi, Quinn R. Quick prediction about the announcement of Minecraft for Smash during E3. Seeing as E3 is less than a month apart from Minecraft's 10th anniversary, I can see Microsoft celebrating this important milestone and it leading into expansion of the franchise into other areas. Okay. I've been predicting Steve for a long time now, but must admit your theory about a Minecrafter character seems like a much better fit to me. So I think that as they are showing some sort of video that pays tribute to the anniversary, there will be an unexpected twist that announces the character's arrival to Smash. (laughs) Maybe he'll kill a pig and Kirby will eat the pork chops. (laughs) (laughs) I like where your mind's going. Or he will be fighting a skeleton and Mario joins in and makes a comment about thinking it was dry bones or something of that nature that will connect Minecrafter to a historic member of Smash. Oh no, it's a dry bones, but a human. Regardless, I am looking. I'm f- horrified. I'm looking forward to hearing your predictions for E3 in general. Thanks, Quinar. Oh, what are you doing to that poor skeleton man? <laughs> ah, game over. Thank you, Quinn. <laughs> Thank you, Quinn. Thanks, Quinn. Yeah, I do think. Uh, like, yeah, it's hard to just let go of that Minecrafter prediction because, like, as many people. While I feel like sort of there is a vocal community that would prefer Banjo, mm-hmm. I, I I do feel like Minecrafter would like blow up so much more. You know, like I get you. Like Banjo Kazooie would be like Nintendo pals. Uh, <laughs> like you know, like has just like seven articles about how cool it is that Banjo is going to be in the game. Right. You know, but like Minecrafter being in Smash Bros. is like at the front of New York Times's entertainment <laughs> section. Right. You know, like, there's there's just different levels. But I'd love to be proven wrong, obviously, as we've established over the last ten fucking <laughs> Many episodes. Many episodes, yeah. yeah. The vast majority of the show's run. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, I do think they, they could make Minecraft very cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, thank you, Quinn. Thank you, Quinn. If you want to know where else you can find us, we are... Part of the Beep Boop Group. Yes. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Beep Boop Group. Where we have an exclusive podcast uh, that only costs a dollar a month. Where we take a bunch of goofy prompts and and talk about them. And it's fun. Uh, we also do stuff like exclusive bonus content. Mm-hmm. And we give certain tiers special thanks at the end of every episode. Including this one. And that always goes real well. And isn't a nightmare ever. Yeah, so, you should listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if if listening to us has been fun, we'd love it if you'd consider supporting us at patreon.com slash beepboopgroup. Beep boop, yes. Next time on A Smashing Theory, 
2019 Predictions Part 2, Nintendo. It's why you listen to this podcast. <laughs> it sure is. So get ready. Yeah, we'll be talking about all the Nintendo stuff, and you can also talk about all the Nintendo stuff. Yeah. So if you'd like to, alongside us, uh, send us a tweet at a Smashing Theory. Mm-hmm. Several tweets, if you like. Yeah. Or email us at a Smashing Theory at gmail.com. And uh, while you're checking out our Twitter, A Smashing Theory, be sure to follow and or retweet some stuff so you can have one or more entries into our Indie Pogo giveaway. Hop, hop, hop with those Pogo pals. Uh, I'm I'm actually really excited for this because I think that, I think Indie Pogo is like kind of underrated and I'm looking for an excuse for more people to play that game, so... I'm excited for all you guys to get your hands on some jumping jacks. That's not. See ya in a... <laughs> see you in a in a couple weeks. And until then, I hope that you have some messing time. Boy, that he he had some diction trouble that time. Well, you know, I didn't do a vocal warm up first. That's why it's important to do vocal warm ups, kids. Goodbye. Goodbye. Special thanks. Special thanks. Stop singing songs when there's a song underneath us that's completely different than what you're doing. Special thanks to Lonald. Thank you, Lonald. We appreciate your continued contributions to our uh, selves. <laughs> nah, you're you're great. Yes. It just means a whole lot that, that you keep doing this. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Special thanks to Nymph. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Nymphola. I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, no, Nymph. No, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Nymph. You might get to watch some of E3 with us if, if you're feeling that. That, Ooh, that could be cool. All right. Yeah. Special thanks to Nymph. Yeah, thanks, Nymph. Special thanks to my girlfriend, Amy Lee. Yes, thank you, Amy Lee. I'm glad you're feeling better because you were sick for a while. Yeah, Amy Lee was sick that this was whole week. Yeah. And I was taking care of her. Um, much soup. Yeah, I gave her so much soup. And now I'm, <laughs> I might... Like, she's she's finally almost all the way better and I might be getting a little sick. Ooh. I've been, like, low-key nauseous for this whole podcast recording. So if, if you thought this episode sucked, I'm blaming it on the sickness. Don't get down with the sickness. (laughs) (laughs) And special, special thanks to Leo. Thank you, Leo. Thanks, Leo, for thinking that this is any level of entertaining. Yes, indeed. We appreciate the fact that you think it's entertaining enough to be a special thanks to your patron. <laughs> you are braver than any U.S. Marine. <laughs> Thank you to all of our special thanks patrons. If you would like to get a special thanks from us, we can do that. Just give us $20 <laughs> a month and, and we will special, we'll be so grateful 
that uh, that'll happen. You'll be like, whoa, you gave me a thank you. And, the, and we're like, thank you. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Special thanks to all our patrons. Goodbye. Goodbye.